0: Hey guys, I am DJ Rugrat. I'm Rav C. And we are back with the Musical Movements podcast. And um, in this episode, we are in Pondborn Hotel. Beautiful location. Beautiful location. Beautiful place, actually. So, um, I've actually been here before. I've been here a while back. But the whole pods and um, the venue's more or less all, all ready to go now. It's, look, it's looking amazing, man. Yeah. It's cold here as well, though, I must say. Well, I was at at to go in those pods. But <laughs> it's, a little uh, bit later. Yeah
1: we'll do that certainly after this definitely well it's good to see you likewise um,
0: good to talk i think you know it's it's always good to talk so i think it's uh, an an interesting topic we more or less have just been kind of going through which we we thought would be interesting as a podcast is discussing um mixed weddings and the playlist involved the scenarios involved the running orders etc i I get a lot of clients actually getting in touch with me to say can you do mixed weddings or are you comfortable doing mixed weddings etc but to be fair, they're the most fun. It's, it's, it's always the vibe when you get two different cultures, it's like sort of joining as one, essentially. It's um, it's yeah. always incredible, especially when you see people. For us, you know, we've been in around Asian weddings all the time, right? For for me, especially I've grown up with, with Asian weddings. Now, when you see people that are not necessarily or, or it's their first time being or going to an Indian wedding and you kind of see the excitement. Um Seeing them dressed up, etc., yeah. and and it's a vibe, and they're just like, "What?" And you're watching their kind of expressions when, when that grand entrances and things like that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's incredible, man. My bindi straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: but I think it's when when you're talking to clients to get their confidence. I think it's all about them knowing your background and your journey. You know, um, starting from whether it's club DJ and bedroom DJ, to then essentially DJing at weddings. It's them knowing that you're comfortable with that sort of target audience you know and I think everyone's gone through that sort of journey where they've started and to what we're doing now um so it'd be good to know your background as well Ruggs obviously I know a lot about you but um I don't think we've had this this intimacy where we can yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. go through <laughs> your, your your full journey to, to see how you've evolved from a club DJ because that's
0: where you predominantly start yeah you know? I, I would say like um uh, when I was I just had a conversation with Barai actually talking about when I started dealing, I was 13, and he obviously started dealing at 13. He's obviously only 17 at the moment. Um, But for me, my journey started off kind of in the club scene and and sort of playing, I would say, more towards hip-hop, dancehall, garage. And that was kind of the styles of music that I was kind of more or less Mm. comfortable playing, I'd say. And then it kind of got to a point, as I got older, people started to get married more around me and saying, oh, look, you know, I used to Mm -hmm. listen to you in this club. Would you do our wedding? And then that's kind of when I started to play Bollywood. Because up until then, I never used to play Bollywood or Bhangra. Literally, I was kind of like, this is what I play. These are the records selection I have. I don't have anything else. But then again, CDJs come out. When CDJs come out, I could download everything and I could play everything. And I kind of evolved quite fast, I think, with technology, which I I think is important to to evolve with technology. And, you know, if you get CDJs coming out, now we've got controllers, right? Now we've got laptops with banks. I went through that whole transition of records into CDs, into USBs, that mini-discs, mm. and, and now obviously Serato laptops. Yeah, totally. and um, I guess where it goes next yeah. will be interesting. Well, I, I suppose that little
1: gap there where you're going from vinyl to CDs, right, mm-hmm. sounds simple, but to actually find the tracks firstly, back in those days, we know how we used to download, okay? <laughs> I won't yeah. promote it now, but it's true. We did. We had to make sure, you know, you're getting the right quality-type track, and then... You know, burning your CDs in the right order, labelling them. Even that in itself was a job, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it?
0: I can barely read my own handwriting. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I've just written like CD hype club bangers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orange, green. And you've got 12 songs <laughs> and sometimes it will be skipping like, yeah, yeah. problems on that basis. Yeah, totally. So
1: for myself, it was a very similar transition, like yourself. Started off sort of like club DJing, doing like, you know, private small bookings and things like that. Um, and then I kind of teamed up with a couple of pals from university. This is back in 2003. Um, and that was my first exposure to a Punjabi wedding, you know. Um, and it felt a bit weird because I didn't know my Punjabi music that well in terms of um, DJing at that age. So the way we used to work is my guy that was pretty good at it, he would just whack a track on, he couldn't mix for, <laughs> for anything. So it's my job then just to jump in, like blend a couple of beats in or whatever then he'd take over, so we were kind of just going back to back like that. And, um, and I think over time, like you were saying, you, you had a different kind of clientele then coming to you, asking for you to DJ at the wedding. And, you know, you're stepping out of your comfort zone because you've now got uh, a different target audience that want different styles of music, but fast forward 20 years, we're now doing mixed weddings pretty much every
0: weekend. Yeah, yeah can, I agree. I'll, I'll say, like... Um, I, numerous mixed weddings and it's, it's i think every wedding <coughs> it's always unique in, in that aspect of things but the playlist is also what kind of shapes things the audience naturally so yeah you have more flexibility i think with with mixed weddings um and the right crowd
1: so if you've got the right crowd uh, you know you can get away with playing uh motown during dinner time you know because traditionally when you go to a wedding from back in the day it's kind of Let's play, you know, Bollywood music at the beginning and then, or instrumentals during dinner time and then, you know.
0: It's true. You know what? Funny enough, you say that. It's like, I was just remembering like you know, when I started, mm. <clears throat> you know, there's, uh, when I used to go to weddings uh, as a guest and I'd see more than like one DJ in the booth, like you mentioned with your friends, et cetera, right? Mm. People used to have like, and I'm sure probably some people may still do this. They've got loads of MCs, loads of DJs, but like a, mm. a big team of it. But I think from the way we've kind of evolved, for me, being on the mic has always been minimalistic. I, because I've come from the club scene, I very rarely use the mic. And then sure. going to weddings, it's sort of like, yeah, I can make all relevant announcements, etc. But yeah. I've never been mic heavy, and i would never have a dedicated mic controller for a wedding reception. And, um, but I think, yeah, I, I guess that that comes with kind of variation with um, requests, etc. Yeah, et cetera. and I also I think it comes with um, like a lot of experience as well. Uh,
1: I remember like this cringy moments where I was introducing. Crowds. I'm going back many years now, so um, you know you're you kind of too tense. You're kind of like, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome <laughs> to you know." <laughs> they all got like a, that radio voice. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you thought you have to be like that. It's like, kind of like, chill out and just crack on with it, you know. And and yeah, and and you kind of evolve from that. You know, we're talking about kind of um, hosting on the mic now, um, but ultimately that's really important because if you're doing mixed weddings, I think it's really important to to speak in native language as well. So if you're doing a Punjabi, we're talking. Wow you know, I think it's important. You, get, you, get, you yeah. get
0: everyone involved and they know you know what you're, what you're doing. You're, you're probably one of the most comfortable people on the mic on our team and you're probably one of the best hosts. And It's I very think, nice of you say that, man. No, no, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I've seen you at numerous weddings and I think it's, it's, there's two things. I think one, to, one, one is your confidence when you're talking and being able to talk native and kind of having that, so <laughs> <laughs> being able to communicate with, with the audience and creating that kind of energy or that kind of um, relation with them. I think it's, it's really important. and yeah. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes for me, as, as a DJ, I can sometimes feel a little bit more shy or reluctant to pick up a mic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for me, my comfort zone is just playing music. Sure. Um, and I always feel like that's really like I'm in my zonal element within that. But sometimes, you know, some people when, like you, like yourself, when you pick up a microphone, I can see the reaction change. Like, you know, like, for example, at Vicious wedding. So like, like when you was on the mic, it was incredible. That's nice you it it takes it. a lot for, yeah. for people to listen, especially if you're writing to listen yeah. to a host, right? <laughs> because sometimes they're a little bit more tame. They are kind of they don't necessarily always like to be potentially you know, put on the spot, for example, yeah, yeah. dance competitions, where others are. And I'm know.
1: bad at that. I will put people on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> you well, uh, if you it, really works, it works, it works, right? Yeah, totally. But I think um,
0: a lot of you know, the
1: audience watching this won't know, obviously, my background, which was, um, and it still is in education and kind of teaching. In there you know you're, you're 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 in charge of a group of people and communication is number one you know you've got to make sure you're getting your message across the best you possibly can but it's a different atmosphere you know when you're at a booking uh, you're at a wedding you you want fun you, that energy level's got to be there you've got to kind of do what you can to interact with the crowd but at the same time you you've got to be professional you've got to you know uh, make sure you're focused with the music because that's the key you know you can be great on the mic but if it doesn't level up with the, the style of music you're playing, and you can't always please one um, type of crowd, you know, you, you're going to have, like we're talking about mixed weddings, you're going to have all sorts of people there. So it's about hitting those um, spots for different people and, 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 you know, them going, oh, man, this guy knows, like, his 80s soul, 90s funk, I don't know, whatever it yeah. is, you know, and just to kind of, um, just, just, it's that little message, in it, you're sending yeah. it out, you're kind of going, I know this, well that's the thing people. you see
0: that's the that's beauty for example like, coming back to, to mixed weddings like when you mm. look at a playlist sometimes that like, I ask uh, Brian and groom to compile that might be from two different cultures um the playlist is always really fun to play with because that way around you kind of get elements of everything in yeah um I'm doing a, a wedding with a, a lot of requests for like reggaeton mm. so I, I find like cool that's brilliant because you know with the whole hyper reggaeton and the nightclub scene etc and playing music on that basis and being able to tie that in and utilize that for wedding receptions and I, I love just mixing different genres and I've always loved that I've always loved mixing different things together yeah I think that's, that, that's where I can really have a lot more fun with it absolutely even, even background music like you mentioned I remember a lot of the wedding back in the day would be like one instrumental CD and it would just kind of like <laughs> essentially be played and even during you know when you get that like two or three second gap yeah. between each of the songs that like people like DJs don't not a lot of DJs focus on background music mm. a lot of them just have a playlist and leave it on play and go with I really have I probably prepare more for my background playlist than I do for the party side of things. Yeah. But the reality is for, for weddings, most of it's background music. Yeah. And you get probably so, two hours yeah. of party, majority of weddings I think
1: recently, over the years, my um kind of method and strategy has definitely changed, especially with the background side of things because you know, like you, you can you just know when the crowd aren't feeling your music. You just know, right? And i don't let it get to that because you've got to make sure you're on the ball you're on point and I like taking a risk I like playing something different and um, you know just to see what sort of reaction you get and before you know it you're 20 30 minutes deep into a yeah. set you know it might just be background yeah. but it's you can see people tapping away or they're nodding their heads whatever and, and and you know it works and and that's what I like about musical movements we've got a group of DJs that are essentially they're going to do things differently and and, and, and you, when you've got the freedom to do that at mixed weddings i think it lets you kind of portray your character as well and the type of person you are and and your musical kind of background knowledge as well which i think is really important and it's always forever evolving you know we, we yeah. learn day in day out
0: no i agree and i think you know asking people kind of what direction that they want like for me especially i, I always like to ask clients you know what would you like would you yeah. like elements of bollywood would you like elements of you know, Motown, Garage, hip-hop, and then kind of con- construct the playlist to some capacity on the basis of that, but then watch the audience, and naturally, I think, experience mm-hmm. and watching kind of crowd reaction, we don't let it get to a stage where people are kind of not feeling the music. We kind sure. of judge them quite fast, and I think that's that's, that's, that's an important factor. Yeah, I mean,
1: our job is to make sure the crowd's happy, but ultimately, it's, you know, if it's a wedding, it's about the bride and groom. So like you were saying, if you've, if you do get a playlist, and sometimes these can be, a nightmare thing in the sense you've got an Excel spreadsheet. and I'm talking you've got like three, four hundred tracks, but it gives you a good idea. You know, if you're like wow, they've got you know these different genres of music, you know you've got that freedom to explore these different styles of music. Um, yeah, you know, and there's you don't necessarily they need to go and get each one and chuck it into a. folder yeah, yeah. You can just gorge the kind yeah. of um, the the kind of atmosphere they want within that kind of um, event. You know, so it, it's really important. To, 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 yeah, to make sure you've got those, those kind of playlists from bride and groom. Because how often do you get a playlist from a bride and groom and it's got, this is my walking tune, this is my cake cut, or this is you know the last two tunes and this is my first dance or whatever it is, and you've got like five, six tunes and you're kind of like, oh, I've got to work this out. And nine times out of 10, those couples, they're not too fast themselves, you know? Um,
0: but yeah, playlist certainly helps. Uh, mixed crowd is great as well. But we're happy, we can rock it. Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, with any client, whether it's a mixed wedding or or, or not, I think having a playlist or kind of a foundation always works. But I actually get so many clients, like I mentioned, calling me, just saying, can you play X, Y, Z? And I will say to them, as DJs, we can play anything. If you provide us with a, a direction, you provide us with a few key songs, a few key genres, and you give us a little bit of background of, for example, whether you have, you know, 20% Twenty percent of the audience that would are going to appreciate a specific genre of music, so this is where we need to cater for. We can take that all into board, but I, again, I think it also comes down to sort of the pre-prep. Absolutely. I would very rarely say someone call me and be like, oh, "Can you do this?" I'd say, "Yes, I can do it," but I would want to know what kind of style, what kind of preference, and kind of make sure I prompted them to provide sure. the the relevant details for me to make sure that I can perform. Because I've gone in to some event in the past blindly, and then. I've touched on this probably one of the very first podcasters that like the very first wedding I ever done, I didn't know what I was doing properly. So, a lot of the songs I was playing, although they're Bollywood, they weren't bangers. So, people weren't dancing. So, I was like, what am I doing wrong here? I'm playing Bollywood music. I'm at a wedding. Why is no one enjoying it? And I thought at this point, I was quitting. Yeah, I was like, "Why? what have I done wrong? So, it, I quickly realized like you know, sometimes it's your audience, right? If I'm mm. in a nightclub, you know what songs are in the charts now. You know it's going to work in the nightclub. If you're at a wedding and the guests, if you don't know them, but the bride and groom obviously knows them to some capacity, they've suggested some song. They've told you it's going to work. You'd, mm. you'd use that judgment and you'd use that. I think preparation course, is key. Yeah, with, with, with that. And I learned that very fast, and I think I after sure. that day was no, like, no, that. That's a Never really that good again. point. It's a really good point because you know you
1: you like like you about bollywood we've got to talk about eras you've got to talk about you know like the the kind of the bpm as well whether it's a dance floor banger if you plan that during dinner it's bollywood and then you've kind of killed the moment if that makes sense so it's about knowing the tracks and um you know that that again comes with kind of experience over over time i would say yeah
0: how do you deal with also the other thing which is quite quite funny is like when you know one specific genre is working very well within an audience or a crowd but then you have someone else and they've kind of requested something that kind of not necessarily when you know it's not going to work as well Mm. how do you how do you normally deal with that it can throw you off especially if you're going from like
1: 133 bpm to then you know someone requesting that's like 100 bpm i would say is like especially and i've just got in mind like Punjabi and let's say Gujarati or Bollywood type weddings you've always got that middle type music as well so you've got stuff that i would class as not too desi or not too Bollywood Mm. so to, to kind of test the waters, I'd go in the middle just to see what kind of um, feedback you get from, from the right. crowd. And if it goes, then you kind of slightly just chuck the fade of that <laughs> way as well, you know, and, and go to a different folder.
0: So that, yeah. that's how I would yeah. play it. Because what I is when I do, um, if it's like a, a Gujarati bride or groom, right, and a Punjabi bride or groom, right, it's always the case What I find this, like, the Gujaratis we want Bollywood, yeah. the Punjabis we want Bhangra, Yeah. But there is <laughs> very, it's very hard... To have it in the middle. Yeah, you have yeah, you yeah. play Bollywood, and someone yeah. saying, "Why are you playing Bollywood? We want bhangra, or vice versa." You play bhangra, then someone, some of the Gujarati guys are coming up saying, "Listen, yeah. what do you do?" Yeah, now for yeah. me, the safe band is to go to English music. So it's like, yeah. "All right, cool. Let me let me cross the bridge." Or try to yeah. throw it in, but that's one thing I do. I can sometimes find find a bit challenging actually. Yeah, yeah no, that's uh, interesting. Just, it just reminded me
1: actually of one of the first um, mixed weddings I did. So it was funny enough, Punjabi and Gujarati uh, couple. And I recall, this was kind of random, because this was one of my first ones, I am going back 2003, 2004, that sort of time. Um, so I was getting the couples to, to um, have a bit of a dance-off, Like so I had the bride side of the family here, the groom side, and I was just going Bangra, Bollywood, bang, <laughs> and you know what? It was the well, I was like, okay, this, this, this is cool, this works, but the venue, it was, it was in a marquee, so it was in a house type thing, um, so it was quite intimate, but... Um, it kind of worked, you know? And, and, and you just use those little experiences to then sort of evolve, I
0: suppose, yeah. over time. Funny you say that, like, in, in that way, because I do get people also ask me, uh, when it's, like, mixed weddings, they will say, can you play one song of this genre, one song of this, one of this, one and vice versa? And I'm kind of like, yes, I can, but I, can. I prefer playing certain times in China yeah, yeah. where possible. Um, but, yeah, that's no, interesting. What would you say
1: is your kind of... Um, Any sort of memorable wedding that comes to mind um, in terms of a mixed wedding? I don't want to put you on the spot, but I don't know if anything sort of um,
0: comes to mind. Um, To be honest with you, I think I I, I do so many mixed weddings. So it's kind of like nothing specifically comes to mind. Apart from, I think I I really like when everyone really sort of. How can I say it? It's kind of like it's vibrant. It's very vibrant. Like sort of seeing other cultures, seeing what Asian weddings are like. And, and especially when you're seeing it for, and it's like their first time going to, a, to an Indian wedding um, and the, their reaction mm. to things. I, I find that yeah. just like priceless. The, the, I the reason amazing. I asked
1: that is when I when I became a member of musical movements um, one of the first bookings I did it was like somewhere in sort of like Bristol area. Um, and I remember the couple they actually called it a Chindian wedding. So it was a, a, a Chinese based guy. Um, when I say Chinese based I don't think that actually makes sense but what I mean is like he was that sort of area, that type of Asia. Place. Yeah, and um, the the bride, I think she was like um, South Indian, and and they actually like literally just advertised it as a Chindian wedding. And not only was like the, you know the grounds beautiful, it was just a lovely day, all in. You know, like the um, just the whole atmosphere, and and that that you know, I was able to play everything from kind of like your classic um, English dance floor hits, and you know. Sort of old stuff 80s 90s and that sort of thing to, to your bangra bollywood um i didn't have any sort of chinese tunes unfortunately yeah. but you never know if there's something out there that clients wants i'm sure you know if they specify them we we will we, we'll do it if it's something we can't specialize in you know you've got to be kind of honest and go look yeah it's not really you know down our street we,
0: because we, yeah yeah i guess i guess so i think it very rarely comes to a position where we're kind of uncomfortable with genres of music and i think mm. as i mentioned i think the key is just Kind of knowing what kind of sort of style because I find it that there's it's in sometimes it's quite a niche. If you're if you're marrying, for example, you know, Gujarati or Punjabi or something like that, um, it must be relatively intimidating to some capacity when you know the scales that weddings can sometimes be at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trying to find a, a balance of musical genres and preferences that the families are all going to appreciate because you know perhaps they might be thinking, okay, cool, you know, I'm marrying an Indian boy or girl, I don't want it to be just completely one one-sided site for their audience yeah. whereas others they prefer it to be kind of more on that basis i think actually it actually kind, of, kind of comes down to where people yeah. are but now that you mentioned there's one other thing i've done um <laughs> irish groom's wedding in a indian girl in india and and oh, that was wow. that was an amazing wow that wow. was amazing so um i also I done a wedding in ireland an irish guy and an indian girl loads of chicken and guinness going around <laughs> that sounds, that sounds kind of cool. it was really good fun honestly yeah. really good fun so um, yeah, I think it's I think it's preparation, just mm. working around it. That kind of answers. answers yeah. that question. I think as times
1: going on as well, these um, mixed weddings are becoming more and more popular, um, and it's something you know our team's really comfortable with. And like you say, I think that's how we can differ from from um, other kind of DJ out there, you know, DJs or DJ yeah. crews, is what I mean. But you know. And, Like, if you look at the team of DJs we've got, we've got um, people that have been on BBC Asia Network, like yourself, an ex-resident in there, you know, you've been around the world, club DJing, you know, everything. And then sort of like the younger DJs that are coming up, um, and they're not that young by the way, but they're still, they've got that, they're in touch with a younger style of music as well. I think, you know, just to have those variations in the team. and. Obviously, where we meet together and, we, and we, we, we talk about playlists, we talk about, you know, we've got a lot of activity going on, um, literally on a daily basis. And I think that support's really important as well. So you can be part of a, a DJ crew, okay, but are you part of a DJ crew, if that makes yeah, sense? Yeah. You know? No, and, and I say it's
0: hard work, like I say, and I think the experience between all of the team definitely helps because, like, sometimes when I'm doing a wedding and I know, you know, someone else, is, they understand the genre better, Sure. Uh, whether it be, for example, old school Bollywood, I know that you know a lot of the sort of that era of music from. Yeah. from I'm Richard a bit Red old running. school. You know, <laughs> I know that cool If yeah. I need a playlist to to shout you, and I think vice versa. When I speak to Brian, he knows all of the the newer intact kind of charty or yeah, yeah, So off the radar tracks. We yeah. don't even know what it's called, right? Yeah, the new stuff. <laughs> Basically. So a, a, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's um, there's so many different things happening at weddings. Like I feel like it's kind of. Evolved so much culturally that there's just like loads of different things happening yeah. like for example you see um you know you see cake cuts traditionally at weddings. you can see certain games at weddings but now you know elements of things are kind of mixed match definitely yeah
1: you know when you've got two kind of different cultures coming together um from a dj perspective i think it's really important to to, to know some of the key moments um as i was previously mentioned to you off, off camera um, particularly with Punjabi weddings there's a you know a key moment where when dinner is served it's um, tradition that the the, the the bride and groom are served from the sort of the elderly side they normally say like the eldest brother kind of thing yeah. brings a food yeah. out on a tray but you know that might not happen in in let's say a Gujarati wedding um, and I was speaking to somebody earlier as well actually and, and said, to, said, said to them that I've never experienced Again, in a Punjabi wedding where you've got your Mr. and Mrs. kind of games going on on the dance floor. But again, in a it's sort of Gujarati wedding, maybe between sort of main meal and, and the next kind of um, opportunity to kick off the dance floor, that's quite common. So, you know, it, it, it's vital that you know those kind of key moments. Yeah, yeah. like so not, And it's not just about the walk-in, the cake-cup, speeches, et cetera. It's about actually knowing the, the, the sort of full package and being able to yeah. relate to those um, different audiences and and bear in mind these different audiences particularly Asians you know you, you're going to have um, you've got masters dominance from Africa they, they, they've got a different kind of mentality yeah. and style Do you know what Ooh. i done a wedding
0: actually um, one of one of my best friends he, he's African his name is Mac, and his wedding was incredible but mm. culturally so much more different to what we're used to because what we're used to seeing in regards to kind of um, hosting etc it's in the wedding scene it, it, it's kind of a, quite similar, I would say. Everyone's got yeah. a similar approach to how they say things, and I've always thought about this actually because I had a conversation. I can't remember who I was, I was talking to, and someone was telling me that they thought that that voice that you know all of the sort of DJ road shows kind of yeah. used was one person. <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, that guy must be smashing it. He's, every, he's at every wedding." <laughs> but it turns out I don't know who started this off yeah, yeah, or why yeah. it's like that, yeah. but you can talk to anyone normally. Yeah. As soon as you give him a mic out yeah, yeah, the way this <laughs> voice comes on. EJ mode. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's literally like a yeah. very similar voice. But um, yeah. going back to my point, with the African wedding, the host that he had was the funniest host I've ever met. And some of the things he said was pretty out there. Yeah, And, you know, you kind of think, wow, did he just say that? All but, the line. But culturally, it, it worked. And one yeah. of the other things that was beautiful is um, for the bride's, uh, sorry, the groom's entrance, they, it was like they, were, they danced in. So it was like such, a, such a great vibe from the get yeah. Uh Same with um, the bride's party. They danced in. And Although we do see that at Asian weddings, it's not as common. Yeah. I think with American yeah. clients, it is. Yeah. A lot of my American clients, the bride's family might dance in first, followed yeah. by like the green family dancing in. Or with the father, father yeah.
1: and of bride, that's really popular, yeah. isn't it?
0: And more so, even father and daughter dance. So that, that's also yeah. really, really common um, yeah. Yeah. To, to see now. Of and again, course. I think it's a, it, yeah. these special moments kind of make each of these events more unique and make it Definitely. more memorable. Yeah. And um, I, I love things being mixed up and not so standardised. And I think yeah. because we're at weddings all the time, when you see the same routine, although it's kind of the norm as such, I think people should feel comfortable being a little bit more kind of, yeah, a bit more personal with their event and kind of doing things the way they want to, opposed to it being structured in such a way. Oh, sure. I have to do this or I have to do a first dance. I have to do, now people say, no, I'm not doing a cake cup. I'm mm-hmm. not doing this. Some people say I don't need a dance floor. I don't want a dance floor, like th- things like that. But then others are like, um, "I need a dance floor, right? I need to have a cake cut. I need to do a first dance because that's what mm. that's it's what the, norm doing. The, it's the norm or the expectation, isn't it?" Yeah. yeah. But no, just
1: just following on from what you were saying, I think one of the, um, the you know one of the strengths that I um, would say that I've I've picked up over the years is is purely down to my my upbringing. You know, like my, like my dad, he was born in um, Africa, different mentality. Um, Mum born in India, me born in England. It's kind of like three people, three different continents, you know. Um, And I I think you you pick up these things over years because then your family, friends are from, you know, different kind of backgrounds as well. And you go into different functions, different weddings, and you're seeing these things, but when you're growing up, you don't actually understand it fully, if that makes sense. And only over time, when you're on the other side of the counter, do you actually get how it kind of works. And, you know, we've had to go through that, those, those, those sequence of steps. You know, trial and error. We've all made mistakes, but I think we've got to that stage now where we can confidently kind of hold up yeah. an event for for mixed weddings, and that's what I love.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Now it seems it's a confident thing. I have done a wedding um, recently, and um, the family was from Kenya, and they wanted Swahili music and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. But, you know, with with the experience now, kind of, of, of knowing, you know, my dad is also from Africa, so having the kind of playlist or being yeah, yeah. brought up in certain circumstances, listening to certain. Genres of music and artists, it kind of helps that kind of transition because people kind of come up to me like, oh, "How did you? How do you know this song? Or how did you yeah. know that did the Dividing Group tell you?" And it's like I kind of I knew where the where, where you guys were traveling from, so I kind of can work out yeah. um, to some capacity what people would want to expect. And if I'm ever doing an event where I'm outside of my comfort zone and I know there's a possibility that someone may ask for for a particular genre, sure. for example, I would want to make sure I've got that. And I kind yeah. of. Kind of puts me more more at peace at mind. Honestly. Absolutely, and I think to kind of wrap it up. I don't really care
1: where your crowd's from. You could be from Africa, India, you know, Jamaica, whatever. I think you know we're, we're at that stage that we're we're we just there to party, you know. And I think we take on board, we do our homework, we do our research, we make sure that we're we're comfortable with our clients and we cater for their needs to make sure it's the most memorable day of their life yeah. because that's what it's all about, isn't it? I agree, that's it, definitely. It's a I think she going party then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a
0: wrap. <laughs>